you are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Hello and welcome to the Geek Pit. Today we have a very special guest on. This is Elba Rose, uh, somebody I've been listening to for the last month and a half, and I just had to get you on for an interview. Elba, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Now, uh, you're coming to us from, I believe, the UK, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right on. What's the time difference like? Because it's currently noon out here. Oh, it's like 8 p.m. here, so. Oh, holy smokes. All right. I hope you don't have an early bedtime. No. <laughs> All right. Right on. Um, the, the first question I wanted to ask you is, um, who who are you? Who is Elba Rose as a person? What are you into other than, of course, music? Uh, yeah, cool. Um, I I mean, like, I kind of, like, grew up in sort of the middle of nowhere in the UK. Like, I moved to Brighton for university. Um so yeah i kind of come from a really sort of like rural background uh quite a um just like an upbringing with no real like i didn't live near a city or anything so like doing music and stuff was um quite difficult in some ways um and then moving to brighton like was like this almost like cultural awakening of being like submersed in music and stuff but like outside of music i'm into like um like outdoor sports climbing all that sort of stuff um I have a dog. He's cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yeah. What's your dog's name? Uh, his name's Enzo. Enzo. Very cool. Yeah. Why Enzo? Um, I want to say that it's because, uh, like, Enzo Ferrari. Uh-huh. Uh, really, it's just because I saw a movie which was about a dog that was named after Enzo Ferrari, and I really liked the name. <laughs> and so, that was- so you named your dog after another dog who was named after an Enzo Ferrari. Yeah, pretty that's, much. Yeah. That's wicked cool. I love that. Um, all right. So getting into the nitty gritty of it in your Spotify bio, which I believe you wrote, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You've mentioned that your music is influenced by a variety of genres that you actually listened to growing up, including mm-hmm. country, 80s and Britpop. How do you yeah. blend these different styles together to create your own kind of unique sound i mean i'll be honest i think my spotify bio is a little bit out of date actually um <laughs> yeah, i did update it a bit i threw in a because like i did listen to like my brother listened to a lot of hip-hop growing up and stuff which is probably a bit more relevant to what i'm doing now but um i think to be honest like i used to write a lot of folk and country music and um really the big movement towards the music i'm doing now was kind of working with my now producer um who's called uh, Ruiner and he's based sort of in Northern England. And like, he's just very much brought in um, a lot more of like the hip hop vibe. Um, and I've sort of brought in the old pop side of things, but I think like lyrically um, I'm definitely still influenced by sort of folk and maybe not so much country, but definitely like folk and stuff. I listened to a lot of Springsteen growing up um and those sort of like really the the use of like just such like visceral language and stuff has definitely like been a big inspiration but I don't think I ever consciously like try and like use 
um, like blend genres or whatnot. It's just whatever comes out is kind of what comes out. I guess subconsciously they've influenced me, but um, yeah, I don't like specifically, I guess, go, ah, oh, we need to, you know, I want to make this more of like a folk vibe or whatever. It's just sort of is what it is between working between me and my producer, if that makes sense. It does. It does. You're an artist. You don't just pick and choose different aspects. They all kind of blend together, like you said, subconsciously to create what your sound is uniquely. Yeah. I do love that. And folk is personally one of my favorite genres, um, American folk in particular, and actually a lot of Irish folk. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I do. I do love a good folk sound. And I can hear that in your lyrics and the way that you kind of craft your melody. Hmm. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. I definitely hear that alt pop too. Um, I started listening to you. It You honestly just came on randomly after I was finished listening to another artist and it was wildlife. And I heard that instantly and I was like, this I'm listening to all week. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really, that's really kind of you. Yeah. It's, it's crazy too. I, um, I didn't actually expect not that I didn't expect uh, music from the UK to pop up in in sort of my randomized view, but it was a nice surprise. It was a nice change from from what I had been listening to. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, that's great. So your debut EP, Wallflower, features uh, lyrics that are quite honest and raw, both self-described and I would describe them as such as well. Can you talk about your inspiration behind the lyrics and the themes that you explored in Wallflower? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, yeah, like Wallflower was sort of like my, I guess, coming of age EP. Um, Like wildlife, like you were talking about, really. um, I kind of wrote that about being a kid and just like when I grew up, where I grew up, like I said earlier, it was quite a rural area and sort of when you wanted to, play outside you kind of had to play make believe and um that song's kind of about you know like when you're a kid you kind of believe anything's possible and when you're an adult sometimes it feels like that is kind of downtrodden a little bit um and that song's just kind of about wanting to get back to that um and then the other tracks on the ep i think really do kind of chronicle like my journey with like mental health um my own mental health uh that took a bit of a downturn in like my early 20s and um i had to work quite hard to get to get that back um and so that definitely had a very very big impact on that ep and and to be honest my music in general i think um i think like it's fun to not fun but like i think it's interesting to play with kind of like the sometimes like the darker moments and the darker places your your mind goes and play with that in songwriting because songwriting such a great way to just explore things that you probably can't or maybe don't feel comfortable bringing up in conversation as much um and it took me quite a long time I think to get to the point where I had the confidence to kind of write about my mental health well not so much the confidence but was happy to go there myself like I used to really try and write very upbeat happy songs and I don't really do that anymore and I think that's just because I've kind of accepted a lot of things about myself and um I think that's come through on this on that EP Wallflower. I I definitely think so. Uh I struggle personally with a lot of anxiety as well as um chronic depression and listening to lyrics that 
like you said, delve deeper into that darker psyche, it, it really helps me to feel like I'm not alone in my struggles. And I'm really happy to hear that you yourself have, have taken steps to bring your mental health back to a state that you are comfortable with. Yeah, it's really um, nice to hear, though, that, um, that that's actually, uh, that's kind of like helped you to know that you're not alone and stuff, because um, not a lot of my tracks are uplifting, necessarily. They're not like, oh, it's all going to get better. But um, I, I'm really glad that, because that's something that I do kind of want through my music is for people to realize, you know, you're, you're not alone. And it, and like, it will just get better because I'm okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if I'm writing about this stuff, I'm all right. Um, so yeah, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. It, I honestly, I've been recommending your music to any and everybody that I can, especially those of, of my friends and, and personal acquaintances that I know also struggle with a lot of, I wouldn't say negative emotions because you know how that whole negative, positive emotion thing works, but who are struggling for sure with other, I guess, mental health issues. And speaking of mental health to anybody listening, we do have a wonderful mental health page on our website at Geek Network. I recommend checking that out. So you've collaborated, you did mention this earlier, you have collaborated with producer Ruiner, who, like you said, is now your main producer, correct? Yeah, at the moment he is, yeah. All right. And how did you first contact him and what makes your collaboration work so well? Honestly, we both um, went to the same uni. We didn't actually know each other at uni. Um, we, I think we were a year apart, but we both, after we left, we worked for the uni for a bit because we were, you know, trying to find work and stuff. And that's how we met initially. And it was kind of like, you know, he was sort of trying to build up his portfolio and he was like, oh, I'll mix some tracks for you. So at first he was just mixing stuff for me. Mm. And I was kind of looking for a new producer. I'd been working with another person and it just wasn't really working out sort of time-wise, et cetera. And he was like, how about we just try doing two tracks? And we did that. And I think working with him, he really just pushed me to really think about what I wanted out of the music I was creating a little bit more. And he kind of pushed me uh, in a few different, just, he just pushed me in a few different directions and just, just made me think about things a lot more. And that's kind of how we started working together. And then he sort of was like, maybe you should, we should do an EP. Like it will give you a good idea of uh, like a direction um, that you want to go in musically. And that's kind of how like the, the EP happened with him. Um, and he's been really fantastic and quite in, integral to like everything I'm doing now. Um, he's definitely built up my confidence, but he's also pushed me in a lot of ways. He's pushed me vocally. Um, he's pushed me with my writing. Like I've done songs and he's been like, you need, need to rewrite the chorus. It's not good enough. So, um, yeah. And he's, he's a good friend as well, which makes the whole process, um, much easier as well. I can definitely see how having that friendship really keeps it lighthearted. So when he does give you constructive criticism like that, you don't take it too personally or because it's coming from a, a friend, it, it might seem more, you might take it to heart a little bit more. I guess and, so. I think it's, it's definitely like, it's just like about what serves the song. And it's, mm -hmm. I really appreciate honesty. And I'd rather someone said that to me than just sort of, you know, go oh yeah it's great you know like cool um because at the end of the day like producers are kind of one of the main 
people who make a lump sum on you know on a song like as an artist you make money off of royalties and you make money off of you know your songwriting but it comes in drips and drabs a producer does actually get a lump sum you know so i'd rather have someone just be honest about it as opposed to just you know say oh yeah you know it's great because he's going to get paid anyway you know um so that honesty is really really key for me that's awesome that's really great uh you've played at a range of of different venues including festivals which i'm a big fan of festivals and small clubs um how do you adapt your performance to the different types of audiences and spaces um so i think that like we've honestly only been gigging this project uh since last september i think like august september um and it's been really interesting to kind of um adapt it because we play we played to backing track uh which comes with its own set of challenges um i'd never really played to backing track before until this project um and the setup's very simple it's three of us um i've got a guy on electronic drums on an spd and i've also got a synth player and then yeah and then we just trigger track as well um so it's pretty simple like at the moment nothing really changes depending on the venue purely because everything's electronic we have a lot of control over the sound which is really really good um but yeah it's definitely been a challenge taking these tracks live because it's it is playing to track which means we're playing to a metronome so we're all on in-ears to hear ourselves and stuff and that that can vary like the quality of how good you can hear yourself varies on each venue like you might have a great sound tech in one venue and it sounds amazing in your ears and then sometimes you go to another venue and it doesn't sound good and you've kind of no idea what's going on you're just trying to you can hear your metronome you're just trying to stay in time so i think in terms of like taking it live that's the that's kind of been the biggest challenge is just sort of dealing with like the fact that it's all electronic and um having to rely on sound engineers in different venues and stuff um but fortunately the guys i play with are, are really really good and i've been super lucky that they've been playing with me this whole time oh that's great and how did you meet those two guys uh, well, I'm really fortunate. The drummer is my partner, so that helped. Um, and then uh, the keys player just just met him actually through my partner who was working at a studio and the keys player liked my stuff and he was like, I'd love to get involved, which I was really fortunate with. So, yeah, it's um, it's a small group, but it works really well. That's really cool. Musical couples, something we always like to see. I love that in music. <laughs> So speaking of um, your music, I actually just learned yesterday, and I had to fill this question in really quick, that you actually have music videos. I, I hadn't checked you out on YouTube yet, and I started watching those, and I wanted if, I wondered if you could talk about um, your approach to creating the visuals and how you collaborate with other directors and creatives to bring those ideas to life. Yeah, I haven't done, I've done a few live videos for this EP. I haven't really done a music video, but I've done music videos in the past. To be honest, most of them are um, either filmed myself or filmed with a mate, um, just because it's it, it's really expensive to do videos. And um, I've gotten pretty good at shooting my own videos now. Um, I've been fortunate on some of the live videos to have, have someone help as well. Um, and I like my sort of side hustle is working as a videographer so that's always always useful um but yeah like i think in terms of the visuals like 
I I mean I did one for a track called Blind, and that track um, I wrote about uh, my my grandma passed away a few years ago, and I just sort of it was the first person I in my life that had passed away. Um, that was quite a big presence in my life, and I just really struggled with the idea that she was there one minute and then she was gone. I just really struggled with that concept. And so that video was a like sort of like physical theater dance piece that I put together with um, a friend of mine that was a dancer. And then the footage is just that filmed basically, but with a lot of sort of um, glitches and stuff in how it's been edited, just because I wanted it to kind of feel a bit frazzled and a bit, um, a bit anxious, I guess. Um, so yeah, but a lot of the stuff is kind of done in house with either myself or with, you know, like I, I have trained my boyfriend to hold a camera quite well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he gets, he gets, he, he's getting pretty good at that sort of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, we're actually going to go shoot a few videos next week as well. Um, oh, right on. I'm excited to see the final product of those. Yeah. I, I love that, by the way, that you trained him to do that. That's great. <laughs> I'm really sorry, by the way, to hear about your grandma passing. That's that's unfortunate. It's really tough to struggle with somebody who, I mean, you've known your entire life, just one day not being there. Yeah, I think um, I think grief's a funny thing. Um, like I remember at the time. I mean, my my grandma, like I'm, I my mum is German, so my grandma lived in Germany, so I didn't see her very often. But I remember she passed away and then my friend's dad, who had been like, like I went to like theatre, like clubs when I was growing up. I did like pantomimes and stuff like that. And he was one of the directors there and I didn't know he was unwell. And he was only in his 60s and he passed away. And there was three months in between. And that really, I think that really threw me. I think that, I think when something like that happens, that's when you kind of go, oh, I feel like almost like a grown up now because it just sort of makes you realize that um, life's short and, you know, it makes you kind of in some ways try and appreciate, you know, the time we're here a little bit more and stuff and not take it for granted. But definitely I, I try to live every day pretty much without taking anybody or anything for granted because yeah, the one, the one truth that we all know is that life does end eventually. Yeah, it's true. So getting uh getting back to it i guess um as a relatively i would i would say probably relatively new artist i'm sure that you've been playing and singing um really musical for for most of your life am i correct in assuming that yeah yeah Yeah. so as a relatively new published artist i suppose what have been some of the most rewarding experiences in your um music career um I think like any support from like the BBC in the UK, um, like we have the BBC introducing, which is, you guys know what the BBC is in the US, I guess. Um, yeah, of course. Absolutely. We even have our own BBC America channel. Oh uh, yeah, true. Um, so yeah, <laughs> BBC introducing is like the radio uh, show that supports emerging artists and stuff. And I've had, um, I've been really fortunate to get streams through that. I've had streams on BBC Radio 1, which was really cool. Uh, oh, wow had like uh my last one of my last singles that dead end was in new music friday on spotify which was really cool so those were all really cool uh played a gig opening for someone called uh wallace bird at colors in london which 
was like pretty jammed gig that was that was really fun um it's just all those small things but even like i mean it's such a analytics game these days but when i can see that like stuff's working you know whether it's like social posts or whatever and i can see it trickling through to spotify that's great as well you know um all those things just to know people are listening you know it's like someone messaged me today who i'd never met i literally could just someone through tiktok and said oh you know like when are you next playing i'd love to come and see you like stuff like that's just really cool you know like because it's like oh it's not just your mates anymore you know um so yeah i think anything like that's rewarding when someone just likes your music you know yeah definitely i mean again myself i discovered you through spotify completely by accident uh honestly quite randomly and i have been very excited to talk to you today because of that so I bet that was kind of that was kind of weird. The, hey, this this company or this uh, this blog from Phoenix, Arizona, in the United States has heard of me and they want to they want to talk to me. And like you, you do have reach for sure, especially with Spotify. Yeah, I mean it was really cool. I was because I was at first like, how do these guys know about me? Like, <laughs> um, but th- that's cool as well because it's like you know the the Spotify algorithms working. It's like oh, wicked, you know. Um, and uh yeah was, you know that that's awesome i mean actually i was telling my brother's just back from the us he did a cycle tour and he was in phoenix and he was talking about how much he loved phoenix and i was like i'm doing an interview with someone from phoenix on this podcast he was like what i was like yeah i was like it was cool that is <laughs> um, awesome. yeah so no it's really really cool i hope one day I'm, i'll be able to visit a, a live performance of yours somewhere out here in phoenix we do have a lot of great venues Oh, definitely. I'd love, I really, I haven't been to the US yet, but I really, really want to go. That's all right. Point. All right. I'm, I'm excited to see you. And if I'm ever in the UK, you can bet I'll, I'll try and find a place that you're playing if you are during the time I'm out there. Oh, definitely. That'd be great. Um, so as you had discussed earlier in this interview, you had said that your music is a more alt pop. Now, what does that term really mean to you? And how do you see your music fitting within that genre? Oh, that's a, God, that's a tough question. Um, Take your time. Genres are weird. Uh, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> it's, I mean, I think alt pop describes what I'm doing the best at the moment. Like it is definitely got elements of pop, but it's sort of a darker pop, you know, it's not, um, yeah, it's not, I feel like pop music's usually pretty happy and upbeat. Um <laughs> It's definitely got sort of a lot of darker elements to it. There's a lot of like synths and dark synths now being used in the tracks and like hit, we're using like hip hop beats and stuff like that. So I think, you know, like I take a lot of inspiration from artists like Banks and like Billie Eilish and like Tate McRae and even like, like Lana Del Rey has been in as well. Um, and like Lord. So it's kind of there who I kind of see myself, I guess, sort of fitting in with um in terms of that space um like i think you know the stuff billy eilish has been doing is so so cool um i love how she writes melodies um and stuff so yeah i think does that answer your question <laughs> it does it does absolutely yeah those are some really good influences i'm a big fan of ldr myself um i actually i think not to get too far off topic but i think Lana actually has a, a new album coming out either next month or it's already out. 
Oh, awesome. I mean, in my producer's eyes, Lana Del Rey can do no wrong. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's amazing. I love I love like her like her use of just like language, mm. uh, the lyrics, like her imagery and stuff. She's been a big influence on uh, the music I'm working on at the moment. That's awesome. Now, speaking of loving the way that um, musicians craft lyrics together, I particularly love your way with words and just how you put them together to come up with these just incredible, like mind-blowing lyrics. Uh, again, I'm a big fan. I don't know if you could tell. Oh, no, that's, I mean, that's really nice to hear. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, lyrics are like, I tend to, um, I do a lot of free writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. Um, I don't. I was going to ask if you could actually explain that. Yeah, it's just like where you kind of just splurge everything in your brain without a filter onto a piece of paper. Um, so sometimes I'll do it when I'm feeling quite emotionally overwhelmed and it doesn't have to make sense. It's like just a stream of consciousness. Um, so I, I've been known to do it like if I've had like an argument or something with someone, I'll just like go and just tap away on my notes and then I'll just come back to it at some point when I'm trying to write something just to see if there's anything in it um so I do a lot of free writing which is quite helpful um I think some people think free writing is like a diary entry it's not really it's kind of just it's just meant to be as unfiltered as possible basically mm-hmm. um and then you just I just pick stuff out of that and then generally tend to like build a song around it if I'm liking it um don't do that all the time but that is definitely like quite a big big influence and I am um, and and like a big way that I sort of do, I do use that tool quite a lot for writing, especially if you have like writer's block and stuff is sometimes quite useful to just sort of get yourself out of like, just trying to think of a lyric out of thin air. Um, yeah, that's kind of one of the tools I tend to use when I'm writing. That is, is, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh no, no, I was done. (laughs) Oh, okay. That, that is, that's an incredible tool that you have there. The ability to just jot down, these abstract thoughts into words based off of how you're feeling and then craft a song from that. I think that's really what is appealing about your music is like I said, and like you've described is it's raw. It's, it's real. It's genuine. It's not these, it's not a crafted lyric for the sake of having, I guess, a, a poppy song. It's your genuine feelings that you've pulled from from wherever they come from and then built on. And I really, I, I'm impressed and just astonished by that. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, speaking of pulling lyrics from your head based off of um, how you're feeling, you've talked about the importance of mental health and self-care in your music. Uh, I wanted to know how you prioritize your own well-being while also pursuing your musical career. Uh, sometimes it's quite hard, I think, um, just because of how much I think when you do music these days, you're kind of doing everything, especially as an independent artist, you're sort of trying to write and then you're trying to market it and then you're trying to do TikTok, Instagram and all these things. And it can get quite, I'll be honest, like my, my mental health is definitely good. Like I'm definitely in a pretty solid space but it doesn't mean I don't have days where um I still feel low and um my anxiety is maybe worse on one day than another day 
Um, I take, I mean, I have a dog. I take him for walks. I'm trying to get a little bit better at being more on it with exercising regularly. Um, sometimes it's like it's so rain, rainy at the moment in the UK. Mm. It's that you just you just don't want to go outside, but you have to, you know. And like just eating well. I love cooking. Um, and just doing stuff that's not to do with music sometimes, you know, because it's so, um, it's so all consuming. It's not even so much the music, it's just everything that comes with it. Like sometimes I actually have to schedule in to go write as opposed to do content, you know, like today I've spent most of the day doing TikTok videos and getting quite frustrated at like my laptop because I've been editing something and it's not working and I don't know why. And, you know, it's like that then makes you sometimes almost frustrated just with the whole, just all of music, because it takes up so much of your time sort of doing these things. So it's kind of just about being really strict with balancing it, I think. You know, I try to get in at least one to two days a week where I'm just writing and I'm not trying to get, like, content together and then I spend a day doing content. So it's still a work in progress, for sure, like me getting it to a point where everything feels good and I don't feel overwhelmed by it. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely, like, like a learning curve but like chatting to other artists and stuff I was really fortunate last week I went on a funded songwriting retreat um by a music foundation in the UK just to like a really beautiful old house in Somerset and I was there for like five days with 14 other artists and we were just there basically to write and it was just so nice being in this sort of community of other artists and stuff where we could all just talk about you know, like all of these things that we had questions about or our experiences with writing and our frustrations and stuff. And that was, it was honestly really, really lovely to do that because as much as I've got, you know, family and friends and a lovely partner, they don't all necessarily get where I'm coming from with, you know, some of these things because like, I mean, my my entire family, none of them do music, none of them do creative jobs. So um, it's just really important, I think, to have, like-minded individuals around you um that you can talk to and just sort of bounce off of when things feel a bit bit much i guess yeah i can see that that you need that that community aspect to i i can understand how um not a lot of people in your life personally would have the experience that you want to kind of delve into but i can see that going to a retreat of of a lot of like-minded people especially people that I assume you probably only met there at the retreat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see how how having strangers to talk to would help a lot. I I personally, I don't do any creative writing or anything like that. Uh, I do a lot of creative talking. And it's, for some reason, it's easier to express myself to a complete stranger than I think it is to my mom or my two best friends, my sisters. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I get that. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. Um, What was that? What was, um, other than the writing, what was the retreat like? Uh, How was this house? uh, What is it like in Somerset? I mean, it was really beautiful. The house was like 400 years old. It looked like... It was literally like something out of Jane Austen. It it was really bizarre um, to be there, like... um, it was, in some ways, it was quite overwhelming at first because I think no one had been in this situation where you're just chucked in with 14 other people with, like, no reference. You know, like, most people I meet now, it's, like, someone I know through someone or I meet 
because of something very specific. This was just like 15 people from completely different musical backgrounds chucked in a house. It was like, it felt like Big Brother meets Glee. It was so weird. Um, it was really lovely, but it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really beautiful house. It, it's like a wedding venue that's also used for retreats. So it was really nice. Um, right in the middle, it was right near Glastonbury, actually. You could walk to the site for Glastonbury Festival um, as well. So it was really remote. Um, it was pretty intense just because it was quite structured. Like you'd sort of write from 10 till 1, then stop for lunch, then you'd write till 6, then you'd have you'd have dinner, and then you'd perform whatever you'd written that day at like 9 o'clock that night, and you'd constantly be rotated through different groups of people so each day you'd write with two new people um so it was quite it was quite intense uh because you also kind of had this time limit of like you needed something for the evening but it was really it was really really wonderful i think we were all felt really privileged for being there to be honest wow that's um, really awesome it sounds like a fun retreat yeah it was it was really lovely so we're getting kind of toward the end here of my questions i just wanted uh, to ask a couple more uh, you hinted at having big plans for this year. Uh, can you share any details or teasers about what you might have in store for your fans? Yeah, so um, I've just released last month the first single off of an EP I'm releasing this year. So there's going to be, I think, five singles in total. Um, and then that EP will hopefully come out maybe towards the end of ne this year, maybe early next year. Um, and then I've been working on a couple of new tracks as well. One with a new producer in London that I did a co-write with, and then one that's a collab that's a duet with my current producer. Um, so those things are all in the works. Um, trying to get uh, some good gigs as well, and like hopefully debating doing maybe like a little mini tour of the UK as well. So lots of little sort of things on the horizon which should be cool oh that's awesome i look very i look very much forward to following you through through your career because again big fan <laughs> <laughs> um and last but certainly not least what advice would you give to other aspiring musicians who are just starting out in the industry and what do you wish you had known when you were first starting your career hmm. um so i think just start is probably my like advice i think like most of the time when i haven't when stuff hasn't been going well it's just because i'm not starting with stuff you know like just start right stop waiting for stuff to be perfect i guess you know um start writing start releasing start posting videos on instagram and tiktok just just start and then just put one foot in front of the other like it's so easy to get overwhelmed these days like with like what the future should be and like trying to come up with these plans but fundamentally just like literally putting one foot in front of the other with stuff is going to give you forward motion so that's sort of my advice that I also tell myself all the time um and then what I wish I knew um maybe that but also maybe just to not let myself get in the way of myself too much I think I, I used to I don't do it so much now but with writing I used to be like oh this song really depicts who I am as a human being <laughs> And that's not the case. It's just art, you know, like whatever it is, is whatever it is. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, like, and what I mean by that is like with writing, like on this next EP, 
that I have finished, it's just waiting to be released. Some of the songs, like, I, they're not really about anything specific that's happened to me. It's just that I've been writing and then I've been like just following where that goes and been like, oh, that's a cool idea. And it, but it might sound like it's happened to me, but it, but it hasn't, you know, and just sort of just letting go of that a little bit more and having fun with it, you know, like I think as writers, you kind of like, especially with music, people always attach it to you very closely and it's kind of weird because when you meet people who write scripts or a book, you don't attach it to that person in the same way. You know, they have the freedom to just be creative in any way they want. They can make up the entire storyline. But I think with songwriting, there's always this um, sort of element of where you've written it, so it must be about you. And people only really buy into it, I guess, if it is about you to a certain degree. Um but I think, yeah, like it's fun to just let go of it. And I think artists like, you know, like Billie Eilish, she, she's doing that as well. You know, like she's just writing stuff that it's just like, oh, it just sounds cool, you know, and I thought it was a cool idea. Um, as opposed to, you know, it being like your life story in song. All right. That's pretty good advice. And I I can definitely see why you would have told yourself that when you were younger, just starting out rather in your music career. Because, like you said, it it can get it can get annoying to. I assume I'm again I'm not a musician, but I, I assume it can get annoying to have people constantly think that your lyrics are just about your yourself, your your personality and stuff. When you just want to, you know, put pen to paper and just write fun stuff. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just more like I just don't like uh, my, my, some of my lyrics are quite uh, dark. So it's like you don't have to be concerned, <laughs> you know, yeah. like at the end of the day, like, yeah, sure. I've been in these places, maybe. But like, you know, um, that's me. It's almost a good thing that I'm getting it out in, in music, you know, um, like so. Yeah, it's more just being like you don't need to be concerned. That's cool. Um I guess so. There's an artist I follow on TikTok who's doing really well at the moment, and everyone was like really concerned because he wrote a song about like how low and depressed he was feeling, and everyone was like he was getting loads of messages like being like, "Oh, are you okay? Are you okay?" And he had to come on TikTok and be like, "No, I'm genuinely fine. Like I wrote this like two months ago. Like I'm good. You know, it's just a maybe like even a minute in a day where I felt like that, and he just sort of got it down. You know, so." Um, yeah, I think we're definitely in an era of where people do attach because like you can be so much in someone's life because of stuff like TikTok and Instagram. Um, there's sort of this element that I think people attach a lot of meaning to things sometimes, which is which is nice. Like everyone was concerned for him. But um, yeah, that's sort of the same with me. I sometimes have to say to like my mum, like, oh, don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that the beauty of being a human being is that we aren't able to explore darker thoughts that I'm sure we all have, but without them necessarily being at the forefront of our personality, mm. for sure. And I, I can appreciate, I can appreciate you wanting to just write what you're feeling in the moment or how you could feel at a certain point, or just exploring those darker aspects without portray not portraying yourself but without being consciously that in that headspace constantly mm, yeah you know, like like you were talking about the the tiktok artist that you follow writing you know maybe he was having a low day but it was just a day and it's not 
his forward personality, but they're still there. Those thoughts are still there. And to get them out on paper and and even into the ether and and out there for other people to listen to as just art, not necessarily as as an expression. I mean, well, definitely as an expression of, of oneself, but but not as an expression of the person that that they are all the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's yeah, that's that's definitely what I mean. Like I think everyone has elements to themselves, but it's like it's not it's not always the whole, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. it does. We have we have many faces that we wear throughout our lives and and exploring those different facets of one's personality can can be quite liberating. Mm. Well, yeah. Elba, um, um do you have anything else that you might want to share with anybody? No, just like thank you for having me, and um, yeah, my music's everywhere where you would expect my music to be on Spotify and whatnot. So yeah, please go check it out. Elba, I, I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your night to to talk with me and and to tell everybody uh, a lot about yourself and your career in music. Now, to anybody listening, you can check out Elba Rose's music on streaming platforms like Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, and YouTube. You can follow Elba Rose on Facebook and Instagram at Elba Rose Music. That's E-L-B-A Rose Music. For more interviews and content like this, you can follow us on Instagram at geekpit underscore A-Z. Visit our website at geek-network.com or G-N-E-A-Z.com. You can also follow Geek Network on Instagram and Twitter at GeeksAZ. Elba, once again, I really just deeply appreciate the conversation we had, and I, I thank you for your time. I'm really looking forward to what the future has in store for your music career. No, thank you so, so much for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. It sure has. You have a wonderful night. Yeah, you too. All right, and good luck in everything that you do. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely.